welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey everyone, welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our show, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you, people who love West Virginia. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There's so many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't ever hear about. We're trying to change that with this podcast so that people know you don't have to leave West Virginia to find opportunity. It's right here. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Matt Welch and his company, Vagabond Kitchen. Matt, are you ready to get down to business? Jim, I was born ready. All right, man. I'm, I'm so glad uh, to have you on the podcast. I'm honored, really, to, to help share your story. Matt Welch is owner of Vagabond Kitchen based in Wheeling, West Virginia. In 2013, Matt, the Bagavon chef, he's also known as, traversed the country by motorcycle, discovering and exploring the culinary renaissance in the United States. At the end of that year, he returned home to Wheeling, bringing with him a wealth of restaurant and food experience, inspiration, and excitement, which became the foundation of the Vagabond Kitchen. I invited Matt on the show today to talk about his company, share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into his business in West Virginia. Matt, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, uh, Jim, really how the Vagabond Chef came together was a kind of come-to-Jesus moment where I realized I was probably going to have to work for most of my life, and I wanted to find a way to do that uh, that it didn't feel like work and that I could bring all my different passions together into one thing. Uh, so at this point I was cooking at a cross country ski lodge in Idaho and uh, I'd been out there for four or five years and I really was feeling good about the culinary world uh, and my skills in the kitchen and what I could bring to the table. So I was thinking in the cooking mindset, I had also finally gotten a motorcycle, which had been a lifelong dream. And I had spent most of my adult life traveling around the country and the world and sharing my experiences through the written mm. word and photography. Mm. So I took all that stuff together and I came up with the vagabond chef. Uh, and that's when I left off uh, on the motorcycle and put all those miles in the saddle, kind of exploring what all was out there. Yeah. And at that time I had no idea what was going to come out of it. I thought, you know, Hey, maybe this would be a cool book. Uh, maybe it'll lead to a TV show. Mm. Maybe I'll do a restaurant. I, I didn't know, but I knew that, it was a good story and it was a great way to get started and that it was going to lead to something that was that would have ultimately be phenomenal. Yeah, that's that's very cool and I want to dig deeper into that here in a second but uh, first I got to ask Matt how did how in the heck did you get into the culinary business? In other words, what what kind of drove you into, you know, being a chef? Uh well, I I'm I'm a freak, you know. I'm I'm a you know, we're a special breed in the mm-hmm. kitchen. Uh we uh, we tend to be a little bit on the on the edges of society, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, I really got started growing up on a farm in rural West Virginia, just being self sufficient. Mm. But when I was in college, I actually went to art school, got a degree there, and then I went back to college. I was putting myself through college a second time for a four year degree. Mm-hmm. And Where'd I was looking school? for work. 
Uh, I went to uh, Pittsburgh Technical Institute and got an associate's degree in specialized technology for graphic design. Hmm. Realized I did not want to do graphic design. And then I went back to school at West Liberty. Uh, call it was it wasn't the university at the time, but now it's West Liberty University. Yeah. And I went back for English literature and philosophy. Wow! So uh, you just picked up this this knack for cooking, or, you know, being a chef around the kitchen, understanding what what goes into it. Growing up on a farm, you know, sort of being self sustaining, and and now here you are running a restaurant. Yeah, and it's the biggest surprise to me as it is anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love I love traveling. Uh, I was actually born a month premature and my lungs weren't fully developed. Hmm. And when I was a kid, I had a lot of problems with asthma and hmm. allergies. Hmm. So instead of being like super active and into sports and stuff, uh, I spent a lot of time by myself. I kind of crawl through the woods outside hmm. of our farm and I spent a lot of time reading. And I had like this really active inner life, you know, I really imaginative and I was tr- attracted to sci-fi and fantasy uh, stuff. But as a that one of the first things I started reading were about pioneers and, and like Sir Edmund Hillary climbing Mount Everest mm. and uh, the people who like Jim Bowie and uh, David Crockett that, that helped to settle our country. And, you know, that sense of travel and exploration was instilled in me at a very wow. young age. Wow. That's so cool, man. I appreciate you sharing Thanks. that background. So let's, let's, you know, fast forward to today, Vagabond Kitchen. It's in Wheeling. Where, where are you located, first of all? Uh, we're in the heart of beautiful downtown Wheeling. We're uh, right across the street from the McClure Hotel on Market Street and 12th awesome. uh, in the basement, or not the basement, rather. We were in the basement in the, when we were in the McClure Hotel. We are now on the first floor of the McLean building. Okay. Uh, you know, and everything down here is super cool and historic. And Absolutely. It's just great to be a part of, of this space and the the tapestry of this revitalizing area. Yeah, and and I was going to say the word revitalize, but Wheeling is has such a storied history, and now to see it coming back with lots of energy, uh, and you're part of that uh, is is really awesome to see. So tell us a little bit about Vagabond Kitchen. What's your thirty second elevator pitch? In other words, what is it pe- you, you, you know, that you tell people that you do? Well, I tell people that uh, you know operate the Vagabond Kitchen in beautiful downtown Wheeling, where our focus is handcrafted food rooted in local community. Mm -hmm. Uh, We make almost everything in house and we utilize local products as much as possible. And we kind of do uh, a lot of comfort food and we also do kind of a world world palette or tasting plate kind of, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's all infused with kind of this Appalachian filter. And also uh, if it's a plate you recognize, there's going to be a little tweak to it to make it the vagabond way and make it a little more interesting uh, you know, something to elevate it, hmm. you know? So when you come and eat here, uh, you're going to get an experience that you cannot find anywhere else. So it's all about the food, but it's also about the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, everyone needs to eat to survive, <laughs> right. but you get that experience and you get to hmm. thrive. And you know, what's, what's neat about the way you're describing it, and I've never been to your place. I hope to get there sometime soon is that, you know, you're taking the experience that you've had in your life this one year on a motorcycle touring America, all these different culinary experiences you've had, and now you've brought them back to West Virginia, right there in Wheeling. That's pretty neat. And that's what it's all about. Uh, I used to share my travels with photography and writing, and Mm -hmm. I still do that to a degree. Mm -hmm. But there's something that's so visceral uh, about eating food, you know, and you and you experience food on a level that's beyond words or thoughts. 
you know, it's it's something deep within you when you eat a good a, a good plate of something, you know, mm-hmm. you, you you feel it throughout your whole being, you know, mm-hmm. so it's it's a much more powerful way to communicate. Yeah, that's very cool. Matt, what would what would you say is the thing you're most excited about for your company right now? Uh, just growing. Uh, we ha- we are into our sixth year now. We've been open for over five years, hmm. uh, and that has been a very uh, very tough five years, the hardest five years of my life by far, <laughs> uh, but also the most fulfilling. You know, yeah, sure. And uh, I have here on my my wall uh, of inspiration a story done by the local paper calling us a wheeling mainstay. Wow. And that was the coolest thing in the, you know, after struggling so hard. It's a tradition. Uh, yeah. It was just so great to hear that. Yeah, no and doubt. to be to the, uh, to the place now where, um, you know, we are paying the bills and we are, you know, we're seldom ever completely empty. And, you know, I actually got to buy a house recently. I signed on oh, a, congrats. on a real house. Yeah. yeah thanks. I, I've been living in an old RV for the past four years to save money on, on my overhead so I can put everything back into the restaurant. Well, you're the vagabond chef. I mean, you got to live in an RV. I mean, seriously. (laughs) You know, I was happy to do that, but it was very, it was a very old RV. There was no running water. I mean, there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of challenging parts about that. And to have like a real home now, that's, is is pretty fantastic. That's success, man. That's that's awesome. I mean, I love, <laughs> I love hearing it. So I, I mentioned Vagabond Chef a couple times, and you got the Vagabond Kitchen, but you you're kind of like a personality too now. You've got this whole you know persona around the Vagabond Chef, and I think that's pretty neat. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, that's actually been one of the more interesting parts about it. When so when I came back from the trip in twenty at the end of twenty thirteen there was all this excitement about being it, being wheeling and revitalizing wheeling. And it was honestly, it was the most positive I'd ever seen the mindset around here. And Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I want to be a part of this. Like Mm -hmm. I want, I went on this train. Uh, So we first opened up in the basement of the McClure hotel, which is ironically right across the street from where we are now. Mm -hmm. And I learned very quickly that if I sat in this basement and made the best food that anyone within 200 miles had ever tasted, and there was no one here to eat it. What, what was the point? Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. Uh, so I had to get out there and I had to, you, honestly, man, I'm an introvert and I am super uncomfortable in the spotlight, but it, I had to push myself to get out there and get in front of people and talk to folks about what we were doing and explain to them why it was important mm-hmm. to draw them to come in because our whole goal not just was not just to survive as a business, but it was to bring people into downtown Wheeling. Mm. So I had to, I had to become that, that persona. Like the, I feel like the vagabond chef is almost like my alter ego. You know, it's my Batman or something. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like uh, a very, uh, distilled part of who I am is just Matt Welch. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And I hope to translate that sense of adventure and, and rope people into being part of the journey, you know, come with us on this journey. That's awesome. I love that. Where do you draw people from? Is it, is it primarily from the northern Panhandle, the Wheeling area? Are you getting, are you, you know, over the last five, six years now, are you drawing for people to come in from, you know, are you becoming more of a destination, I guess? Where do, where do your we, people come from? We are definitely becoming more of a destination. You know, obviously our bread and butter are local folks. Um, and that's great, too, because we want, again, get people to come downtown. This area has been forgotten about and ignored for for too long mm-hmm. so local folks coming into downtown is great but we're also bringing in people from 
little Washington, Pennsylvania from mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I've had folks come up from Huntington to eat here, um, you know, from all over. So the word is getting out more and more. And a lot of times just because of the name, mm-hmm. it will at- attract fellow travelers. And that's always the coolest. Like yeah. people crossing the country on their bicycles or their motorcycles or their RVs. They just got to come check it out. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Let's go <laughs> see what that's all about. So I get to hear a lot of really great stories from customers that are coming through the area and decide to stop by and see what we're all about. Absolutely. How many employees do you have, Matt? We hover right around 16, 18, close to 20. Yeah. So you've got a lot of responsibility right there. Yes. It's a lot. It's a lot to manage. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's hurting cats for sure. (laughs) What would you say, Matt, is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? You've got to see a lot of the country. What do you think is the thing about West Virginia that, that makes it great? Yeah, I've I've always said that there are a lot of beautiful places in the world and that West Virginia is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is something above and beyond that that makes this area special. And especially when I was living in different parts of the country, people are different. And, and when I was traveling across uh, the country on my motorcycle, especially, you know, you interact with people differently when you're on a bike as opposed to being in a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I was pushing myself to step outside of my personal comfort zone and talk mm. to people about what I was doing. Mm. And the closer I got back home to Appalachia, the more instantaneous those connections were. Mm. And it was like, you know, we already shared a deeper understanding of the way the world worked when on the far West coast, it was maybe a little more distant, mm-hmm. you know? And then I really noticed that when I got into the Midwest and then the closer and closer I got back here to these Hills, it was, it became extremely apparent to me like mm. that this these are my roots are here like this. And and we talk about roots, you know, but we like, that's where your nourishment comes from. Sure. Yeah, you know, that, that, exactly. that informs the, the shape that you take. Hmm. So it was a really powerful experience for me. It sounds like that one year of, up being out there on your, you know, on your motorcycle, seeing, seeing the country and learning about what it is you wanted to do really was a huge um, awakening it was, it was. And then when I got back uh, a year and a half after I got back, I had the opportunity to explore our state mm-hmm. and uh, I took 10 days and I rode uh, around the, around the state without getting on an interstate and without crossing the state line. That was mm. my two criteria. <laughs> and, uh, and then, cause I realized, you know, I've been all over the country and, and, and some degree all over the world, but I have mm. not been all over my own state mm-hmm. and man, it is so beautiful here and the people are so great. You know, there's a lot of great stuff going on. There's a lot of people working really, really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, even though our show is called Positively West Virginia, I always like to take people, our guests, uh, to their worst business moment. Uh, because yeah. it's my belief that, uh, you know, a lot of times those worst experiences we've had in business can really teach us a lot. And I love, you know, when, when our guests uh, are able to share that story of their worst business moment. Can you take us to that spot and kind of tell us about yeah. what you learned there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were in the McClure for 19 months and, uh, we were planning on moving a little bit up the street to the market plaza area. We had a location picked out. We were in negotiations. Everything was looking good. And then all of a sudden in the beginning of December, 2015, everything fell through. I was also started the process of a divorce and I had nowhere to move a restaurant to because we had to leave where we were. We had nowhere to go. Hmm. And, uh, it was, it was absolutely brutal. I felt like I was letting everyone in my life down. Um, and I felt, you know, I felt 
defeated. You know, I was, I was knocked down mm. and, uh, it was just through grit and determination. I was like, I'm not, I'm not letting this define me mm. and we're going to keep doing what we do and we're going to get up and we're going to keep making good food. Um, so in the beginning of 2016, I was operating a, like a little sandwich counter close to our, um, city building. Mm-hmm. And I did that during the day. And then at night we, me and my team were helping out uh, a local brewery with their kitchen for a few months. Mm. So just, I wanted to, I wanted to keep like, I wanted, didn't, I wanted people to see that we were still working, you know, like mm. things fell through. This happens in business. We're mm. not giving up. Mm. Uh, and I shut those operations down, both of them by the end of September of that year and focused on getting into where we are now. Uh, our current location and we reopened uh january 2017 so almost a year after things fell through things came back together wow wow and uh, that was it was brutal Mm. um and it took some time to shake off that kind of negative connotation you know but that's just what happens in business things don't always work out yeah in in one sentence what's your one takeaway from that experience keep getting up Hmm. Yeah, that's huge. I loved the, uh, I'm a huge comic book nerd, by the way. Okay. And and I love the Captain Marvel movie that just came out. There was a trailer for that, and it showed the main character, Carol Danvers, getting knocked down over and over and over again. And then it, and then it shows her standing up and hmm. standing up and standing up. And you hmm. think about heroes yeah. and what it means to be a hero. And that's just someone who stands up one more time and they fall down. Hmm. Because it's going to happen, right? I mean, in business, oh, yeah. you're going to get you're going to get smacked in the face, you know, punched in the mouth, whatever. Hey, if if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> you're not stretching. Your your goal is not big enough. That's right. That's right. You're playing it too uh, easy. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, Matt, I want to take a quick second to mention some of the sponsors we have for Positively West Virginia, and they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today once again is Matt Welsh with Vagabond Kitchen based in Wheeling, West Virginia. All right, Matt, let's get back to it. Uh, What's the vision you have for your company, your restaurant, your brand, Vagabond Chef and Vagabond Vagabond Kitchen long-term? What's the vision you have? You know, the vagabond part obviously is, is inherent, and that's because I love to travel and I love to explore. Um, I love to make connections with different people. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, uh, I see a few things happening here, uh, and I'm starting to see the beginnings of that now, which is super exciting. I want to cross-pollinate culture. You know, I want to go somewhere and take my ideas from here, from West Virginia, and make that food for the, for someone somewhere else. And then I want to take their ideas or something I experienced on that trip and bring it home here and do it in the restaurant for people here to taste. Mm. Uh, I, and I really, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Keep going. Well, and I really want to continue that exploration process. You know, I would love to see myself in a role, uh, like some sort of hybrid between Gattietti and Anthony Bourdain and what those guys were able to do with their travel. Uh, and, and opening, I love opening people up to new horizons. Yeah. It's all, so like you said, that uh, could be, about the experience, you know, and yes, it's not just, exactly. it's not, it's not just about sustenance. It's about the experience and, of food and culinary, uh, absolutely experience. What, I guess like the question I have, you know, what, you know, with regard to your, I mean, I love your vision and what you're talking about in terms of 
uh, the, the food and the experience and connecting people and all that. What's the, what are some of the popular dishes that you have on your menu right now? Uh, well, you know, for lunch, we kind of go more towards, we have like wraps and sandwiches, that sort of thing. And then dinner, we do a little higher end uh, entrees and pastas and things like that. But all day long, we have burgers. They're super popular. Burgers are really hot right now, just in the culinary world in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do start fun, cool takes on burgers. Uh, we try to do stuff that, you're, you know, like I said, you're not going to find anywhere else. Um, during lunch, one of our really popular things is a chicken salad wrap, which sounds kind of boring as a chef. But we poach uh, chicken thighs in uh, chicken stock. We rehydrate cr- uh, dried cranberries and white wine. Uh, we put shallots in there, just a little bit of mayo, just, you know, and it, it, it's a really, really good chicken salad. So mm. that's 100% what we do. I'm hungry, um, and that, that sounds amazing right now. <laughs> I, I had a protein cookie for lunch. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hungry. Well, it, I never get to eat the stuff either, so I, I feel your pain. What's, uh, well, let me ask you this. How, how do you, you know, at your, at your restaurant, how do you attract new customers? What's the key to, to doing that for you right now? Well, word of mouth is always the biggest thing in, in small business, and I think especially in communities like we have here in West Virginia. Uh, social media has always been a large uh, driver for me mm-hmm. from the beginning of doing the Vagabond Chef. A lot of my uh, restaurants that I would target, I found on Facebook or through Instagram. and Because if they don't have that presence, they're not going to see the value of what I was offering anyway. Right. Uh, but now I would say it's it's – you know, some people have seen the the guys' grocery games episode that I was on, uh, and that's definitely brought folks in. Uh, and but that's probably the uh, the 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 breaking of the rule. You know, the rule being word of mouth. Talk a, uh, a little bit media. about that experience about being on the show. Uh, <laughs> it was the most surreal experience of my life. Like all day long, I, it was kind of like, is this really happening? Hmm. Uh, but I had the opportunity to sit down with Chris Kefauver, who's the chef and one of the head instructors over here at uh, West Virginia Northern's Community College Culinary Department. And we just did some brainstorming sessions together to kind of try and get my head wrapped around that this was happening. Because it it all came together in like two weeks. It was super fast. Uh, And one of the things Chris told me was, look, man, it's just another gig. Just treat it like another gig. And that's what I did. I went there. It was my job to cook for these folks. You know, and stuff goes wrong. It goes off the rails all the time in the kitchen, but the customers never know about it. They never find out, you know. Mm -hmm. When the plate comes out, it's beautiful and everything's perfect. Um, so I just treated it like that, and I had a great time. And uh, I met, got to meet Guy and all the judges, and they were all fantastic. And uh, it was really interesting to see what those shows are like behind the scenes and just how well organized everything is. You know, we talk about having our mise en place for the kitchen, like having our, everything in its place. Right. And it was just so finely dialed in. It was kind of inspiring in a way for that. Um, and then it was just a whirlwind. You know, I, I flew out on a Monday. We filmed on a Tuesday. I flew back on a Wednesday. I got off the plane and walked into my dish pit because our dishwasher didn't come in that night, and I did dishes for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the life. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Matt, what's one of the biggest challenges you face as a, as a business owner? Well, that's tough. You know, I I think one of the biggest things in the beginning for me was that I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> uh, I had a great idea and I'm a very much an entrepreneur and a visionary and like, but to take the, take that dream and make it reality was, was super tough. And mm-hmm. I had to learn really fast, you know, on my feet, the, the, 
business school of hard knocks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was also bootstrapping the whole thing. You know, I had just blown a life savings by buying a motorcycle and riding across the country for a year. Mm -hmm. And then, and then on top of that, I opened a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, So within a couple of months, my last of my savings went to cover payroll and that was it. You know, it was like, okay, the rubber is meeting the road because (laughs) it's about to get real. Yeah. And I used to joke with people. I'm like, look, this has to work or I'm going to be a homeless person with a motorcycle. <laughs> and, I, and, it, and it was, I'm like, for real, like, because if this doesn't work, there's nothing left. <laughs> That's a great quote. That should be on your wall. You know? I love that. That's great. Wow. Uh, so I, fortunately over time, I, I've been able to pull in all these resources, you know, and I've, mm. I've found a business coach at the small business uh, administration and, and yeah. you know, mm. and I, and I found mentors and, and, you yeah. know, and I, I found other chefs and business owners across the state and, mm. you know, so it's, it comes together, but, uh, I, I would, I am not the example for how to start a business, mm. but you're doing it, there, you know, that's the reality. And here you are six years later and you're, you're rocking and rolling. Let me ask you well, this. Well, brother, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. <laughs> well, Hey, like you said, you know, you got, you got to just, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. You got to do it. Matt, right. what's, uh, what's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners or entrepreneurs, maybe thinking about starting a company. Maybe they've, they've heard this podcast and say, wow, this guy sounds like he's having the life, you know, it sounds like it's going to be hard, but what's one piece of advice you would give to them? Well, you know, I, I've been a part of, uh, of some different classes with entrepreneurship and I've spoken to some, mm-hmm. some folks, uh, I've spoke to the older members conference, state 4-H yeah. uh, program. And That's great. I, I love speaking to younger people. And what I like to talk to them about is that this is, this is all about having a happy death. My whole modus operandi for my life has been, I want to die happy. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to live a good life and be happy about your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and if and if you have a hobby that you really enjoy riding bicycles and you think it'd be really cool to own a bike shop, you know, just enjoy riding bicycles. Like you don't need to monetize everything that you do. Mm-hmm. But if you can't sleep at night without thinking about that bike shop and you can't eat without eating that bike thinking about that bike shop and you can't put your shoes on in the morning and like it's all you can think of and you are you if you are not driven beyond the point of insanity to do that thing. I don't know that it's the best idea, but if it's all you want, if it, you know, you have to put everything that you are into it. Am I, am I the way, at least if you're going to do it the way I do it, there's probably better ways, mm-hmm. but mm. you have to live, breathe, eat and sleep your vision to make it come true. Otherwise it's just a hobby and let it be a hobby. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's well put. I appreciate you sharing that, your, uh, your thoughts and insights on that. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? I, I, I won't lie and say that I do it every day, but I wish I did. Uh, and it's meditate. I, I went to a Vipassana meditation course at one point. I was living in my car in the Pacific Northwest and just kind of driving around aimlessly. And I, I went to this 10 day uh, silent meditation course and it was such a powerful experience. And I'd always heard the benefits of meditation, but I'd never actually experienced it for myself. Mm. And I think there's nothing to start you off on the right path with your day and to kind of keep your head in the game than to give yourself those moments in the, in the morning. And even, even if it's a quiet, you know, you sitting on your porch drinking coffee, I just think you need that time to calibrate. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that as well. What's one resource you use in your business, Matt, that you just can't live without? Um, the concept of having my mise en place, uh, you know, mentally and 
physically having things kind of in their place and in order mm-hmm. is super important to me. Uh, and then to help me get there, I use an app you've probably heard of called Evernote. Mm, yep. Um, it's just like to-do lists and I have to-do lists of to-do lists of to-do lists, but, mm. um, because I wear so many hats and you know, it's a constant struggle to stay focused because so many things are happening all the time and, and I'll have to run and, you know, put out this fire and then go do this thing. Uh, if I think of it, I write it down. And I have places to do that so that later on I can still access those thoughts because mm-hmm. uh, we've all experienced that moment of, wait, why did I come into this room? You know, or like <laughs> I had a really great idea, but I can't, I can't remember what it was. So yeah, I try day. to write it all down. That's great. Yeah, that's great. What's one book? It like? always happens in the walk-in cooler. We always go to the walk-in <laughs> cooler and we're like, okay, why am I in here? Because <laughs> you're freezing, right? Yeah, yeah. I hope you don't don't get locked in the daggone thing. What's <laughs> what's one book you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? You know, personally, one of my favorite books is Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I knew you were going to say that. I promise you. Did I, you? I, I, I yeah. had no idea. I was like, he's going to recommend Zen. I know it. Oh, That's it awesome. was such a such a great book. That's I've read great. it twice. <laughs> uh, I read it when I got out of graphic design school. And it blew my world. And then I read it again uh, just a few years ago, and it blew my world again in a totally different way. Uh, it was really interesting to, to have read it with like 20 years separating oh, that's them. that's so cool. Yeah, uh, that's great. And then I, I, can't, uh, I can't not mention Kitchen Confidential. Mm. I mean, that book changed my whole industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really validated what we go through. And, you know, it, we are a special breed of folks that, mm. that live in the culinary world. Yeah. And uh, love Bourdain for, for illustrating that so well. And, you know, a hell of a man to, to do what he did with his life. And really, yeah. really bummed about the way uh, that all came together at the end for him. But yeah. I think he Absolutely. left us quite a legacy. Sure thing. Well, and I'll, I'll definitely will uh, point this out that uh, on our resources page on uh, PositivelyWV.com, we have links to all the books that have been recommended over the last year and seven months. Uh, so we'll make sure that both of those, I don't, I don't think either one of those has been recommended yet, but it's well, funny excellent. because I always try to, when I ask that question, try to figure out like, what are people going to recommend? And I see if I uh-huh. can guess it. And very seldom do I guess it, but I knew that one. That was Maybe it was, maybe it was too easy because I just knew it with your motorcycle and, and the, right. you were talking the, about the, meditation. The thing, the thing that's great about that book is, uh, in the beginning, it says, uh, just so you know, you know, this isn't a book about how to maintain your motorcycle, and it's probably not really a very good book about Zen either. <laughs> but the, the whole the whole discourse about quality is just so mm-hmm. powerful. You know? yeah. And that's what I seek to emulate in my own life and uh, on the plates that we serve is, that's cool. is quality. That's what people interact with on, on that visceral level, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt, uh, as we uh, kind of wrap up our time here together, uh, I just want to say, first of all, I've enjoyed talking with you and getting to know you. Thank you. And, and, uh, uh, you know, Mike, I I guess as a final question or as we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to mention that I have not uh, hit on uh, to this point? I just encourage people to get out there. Um, Hmm. You know, as a large white male, I definitely have – some, some advantages to just hitting the road. And I'm not suggesting that everyone just do that, but, but, you know, push yourself, get out, step outside of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, explore the world is an amazing place. And we're, we're just gifted to be alive, you know, and it, and it don't, uh, don't shortchange yourself. Yeah. That's go, great. Go do some cool stuff. Great stuff. 
How can our listeners learn more about your company, uh, Vagabond Kitchen, uh, Vagabond Chef, and uh, maybe get in touch with you? Well, we're all over social media. Uh, Vagabond Kitchen and Vagabond Chef both have Facebook pages. Uh, the Vagabond Chef is my handle on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're Vagabond Kitchen WV on Instagram for just the food. And uh, we have the websites. Uh, there are contact, uh, contact info through that. Uh, people can reach out to me at info at thevagabondkitchen.com. And uh, I welcome people to do that. I, I'm not always super timely about getting back to folks because my life is pure insanity. But uh, I love connecting with and hearing from people. And I hope that what I've done can can serve to inspire some other folks to do some really cool stuff with their lives. Yeah, man. We'll put links to that in the show notes, uh, all those different social media platforms, the website and so on uh, for the podcast. Matt, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. Uh, what, what you're doing there in Wheeling is great. Keep it up. Thanks, Jim. It's been a lot of fun, and I, I appreciate the opportunity to to speak to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, wvnews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Matt Welsh and Vagabond Kitchen in Wheeling, West Virginia, our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or, if you or uh, someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate all your comments and encouragement as well. And of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.